Philadelphia show a little bit of Melbourne and a touch of Philly and now I come to another amazing guest interview of the night and that is the incomparable Brian Shafton. Brian how are you? I'm doing wonderful. How about yourself? I am really good. I'm I'm just really inspired and excited about you know talking with both yourself and Jay all the amazing information that you are giving to all of the listeners that are listening in. What you guys are saying impacts a lot of people. Uh, what what the, the information that you generously giving me, giving the audience, I, I'm just blown away, <laughs> as you can tell. Okay, I'm, well, I'm really excited to be a yeah, part of this and, yeah. and to be a... Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, excited to hear from all the artists and stuff like that, and hopefully can inspire some people. Exactly, you know, exactly. So I want to say first off, thank you for coming on the show. It's a pleasure and a privilege, and you know, I just, I just want to say how grateful I am that you were giving me your time and your knowledge on this show. And I want to say uh, congratulations on IES and uh, the honor that you're going to, you're going to be honored at the IES so that's amazing mm-hmm. yeah I'm super excited about that mm. I'm really excited I guess that's happening in August this year so uh hope to see some of you guys out there yes I know I'm, I'm going to be there <laughs> so wonderful yes I'm, okay, I'm one of you then yes and I know there's going to be other people a lot of people of I know too but um I'm actually going to be on a panel this year <laughs> I've been asked oh, to be on yeah I've been asked to be on uh, uh Zachary Zachary Cortez he's a PR guy and he has a PR marketing panel and you know I'm Miss Marketer of course you know? absolutely no <laughs> so yeah, so so he's asked me to be on it. It's going to be, you know, so much fun Phenomenal. because last year I went as an attendee, and this year I'm going to be able to sit on a panel. So you That's know, growth. It, it it really is. It's a lot of fun, and you know, just the connections I made last year and the friendships. I'm looking forward to coming and learning and just throwing things in the air and seeing what we come up with. You know? And most importantly, networking, too. Yes. I mean, you know, there's going to be a lot of great people out there and yeah. great guests. Speak mm-hmm. your yourself. Yes, 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 yes. You know, and I, I'm, I'm going to be inspired by everyone else, you know. That's, that's yeah, one thing. One thing I proactively surround myself with friends that inspire me and I hope I inspire them in return you know I I like to surround myself with people I aspire to be like with good people with honest people 
Loyal people. So I, I like everyone. <laughs> Loyal, honest, good, driven, passionate, creative. That's what I love. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm the exact opposite. I'm looking for disloyal no! liars <laughs> who are non-inspirational. No, 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 no. You know, I, I just get... <laughs> I doubt it. You couldn't. You couldn't remain in the industry. <laughs> there are people like that in the industry, but they don't last oh, long. Yeah. I don't think uh, good things don't happen to them. You know, I, I think that good not things for, not over long periods of time. No. Yeah, yeah. So you know, there are there are people like that, but they don't. I, I don't. I don't think they have a lot of. Te- they don't stay. You can't do that. Yeah, to they don't people. have a. They have a job. They don't have a career. Yeah, yeah. So now I wanted to, and I saw that you represent some Philly, Philly in the house with Jill Scott and Hidden Beach recordings. What's that about? Absolutely. <laughs> so it was really exciting. Um, a few of the guys that I had known when I worked at Priority Records mm-hmm. worked over at Hidden Beach. And they saw an opportunity for us to come get involved, in particular with the mm. Jill Scott releases. Right. And we, uh, you know, came to uh, interesting story that what the owner of the mm. label, Steve mm-hmm. McKeever, uh, went to Harvard Law School with Barack Obama. So he had great wow. stories. He actually released a Barack Obama CD with us and stuff like that as well. Really? So it was definitely mm-hmm. exciting and. And, uh, you know, it was one of those situations where the label didn't have its full structure and, uh, we kind of helped them develop it and fill in some gaps for them and, and had an amazing relationship. And, uh, we're looking forward to possibly putting out a, a new Jill Scott, a greatest hits Jill Scott record, uh, through, uh, Hidden Beach real soon. Mm, that's that's great. And she's also become a phenomenal actor too. Talking about branding, her brand, she's growing her brand phenomenally in the last couple of years. You've gone from, you know, a neo-soul si- singer to now becoming an established a- uh, actress. And from what I hear, she's and really she's got the a clothing real... line over Victoria's Secret too. I did not uh, know. Lady. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It's done incredibly well. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. See, and that is that is the name of the game these days. You're not just, you can't see yourself in one way. You have to be a brand and spread those fingers out. You know? <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> so, There's a lot of opportunities. Exactly. And, you know, everything is so, it's all interrelated. I mean, you can interrelate everything most of the things you touch. Now, you yourself, you've been a record uh, executive, but you've worked in many sides of the business. You've obviously worked as CEO, but you've uh, headed up sales. I'm sure you've worked in... What what areas of the music business have you worked in? And probably all of them, I'd say. But, but, yeah, but, I mean, at some point, I've worked in all of them. But, I, started in, I started in finance. Uh-huh. Um, and then I moved into sales administration, right. which was uh, naturally led me into sales. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I rose through the ranks in the in the sales department, and eventually at Priority Records became vice president of sales and distribution, where we were doing uh, three hundred million dollars of business a year. Wow, that's uh, amazing! And I stayed there for mm-hmm. uh, a long time, like I said, over ten years. And then I went to another company called JCor, which was a small independent label distributed by Interscope. And I was a West Coast general manager and head of sales over there. And then when I started RBC Records about 15, 14 years ago, um, you know, I was partner and kind of really oversee 
every element from signing a contract, the legal, to the accounting, mm. to the A&R, to the marketing, to the sales. I try to keep my hand in everything just so I know what's going on. Wow. That's so, yeah, a- I have mm-hmm. literally done probably everybody's job at some point. The more you know about the industry you work in, uh, the, the, the stronger you become. Uh, and, and that goes without saying that even artists, and I, I, I'm sure you agree with me, don't bury your head in your sand about finance because oh I see so yeah. many artists that get, they have had hits and you'd think they have money and they have nothing. They haven't paid Broke their taxes. Yeah. They're going to court. They're, it, it's just like you have to be accountable you know, at some point. Yeah, I don't point. know how you can miss that. Yeah. I don't know how someone misses uh-huh. the money side of it. But, yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. unbelievable. I mean, I guess part of the thing is, is a lot of the artists are, are right-brained people where they're creative and that's their right. focus. But, and but and I as mean, a result, they could be taken mm-hmm. advantage of. But I talk to so many amazing artists and unfortunately, if you don't have money, if you don't look after yourself, uh, you're relying on other people to do it for you. And why should they? It's your dream. It's not the, not theirs. You know? And and so, yeah, uh, you, and, and without uh, financial liquidity, you can't do anything. You can't go to IES. You can't, <laughs> <laughs> unless you One live in LA. Things- we, we at RBC try to be incredibly transparent. Right. So one of the first things we do is, is a, literally a 101 on the music business where we explain right. where the money comes and who uh-huh. gets what and how it's taken out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I deal with artists that have had, you know, 20 plus long careers oh. and they've never seen this. It's kind of, you know, like the Wizard of Oz going behind the curtain on it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And these guys are, their jaws are dropping. They didn't understand who's got what, how they recoup or. Ugh. Or what the distribution fee is, a percentage of they just they they throw out these numbers, but they don't understand right. what's behind them. And and Ugh. if you don't, you're going to end up broke. Yes, that you could have a great career. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I know a lot of artists personally that do, and and a file chapter seven or chapter Ugh. eleven or or whatever. Exactly, I, I I see it all the time, and it just it amazes me. Every time, you know, I think I think the last one that was bankrupt was um, what's her name, um, Dion Warwick. I'm like, oh yeah, how is that possible? How she like right? this is this is someone who's had like more hits than nearly, nearly everyone. I mean, um, yeah. I, I I just She's probably sold 25 million records, if not more. Oh, That's a quarter billion dollars of billing. Yeah. And and that she, no one looked after. I guess, you know, there was a lot. Billy Joel was bankrupt. I remember he was bankrupt. Yeah, no, Billy Joel was, absolutely. Tony Braxton, TLC. Yeah. I mean, they, you know, oh, and the big one. What was his, Ham, MC Hammer? Didn't he have like two, 200 entourage? So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, you know, this is, this is amazing that you as a record company go and talk to your artists. And, you know, even artists, even if they're on the road, you can always grow. It doesn't hurt just because you're a musician or you're an artist. You can take any class online at a, at a college or university these days. You, you don't have to go to a brick-and-mortar college. And, Absolutely you know, right you on. don't have to party till you drop on the road. <laughs> 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 you know, because I know that people used to do that back in the day, but I think that, you know, a lot of artists, I think, are a lot healthier. You know, 
<laughs> going out. I don't, I don't know if that's that that is really the case. I'd like to think it's the case. <laughs> you know, but um, you know, certainly the opportunity. You you are not restricted just because you're on the road. You can advance your knowledge of other things because I think that every Every artist probably needs to take at least one or two business classes. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I agree. And if, if you're not in a position to take a class, either you know physically or online, right? You know, through experience. I mean, if you're on the road and you're touring, exactly, you have to understand what the guarantees are, how much you get per ticket, right. what the break-evens are, and, and stuff like that. I mean, if you start to use that practical experience, yeah. in conjunction, ideally with with some education, it, it, mm-hmm. it can be really potent. It can and you can be. start to, to really figure out how to make more money in this business. Exactly. How to be successful. Exactly. Exactly. So now with regard to the new uh, releases coming up, what are you most excited about? Wow, that's a tough one. I have mm. a lot of records coming. Mm. I don't know if I can pick just one. I mean, um, I'll, I'll give you a handful. How's that? Okay. I'm excited. I got a new tech. I just put out a Tech Nine Collabos album two weeks ago. It was number one indie record, right. number one hip hop record. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But he's got a studio record coming at the top of the year that I'm super excited about. Wow. Mm-hmm. East 40 has four records coming at the exact same street date that you can buy. Uh, he's got four? This year. Four coming four. At- we've, we've been selling three at a time. We're going to call the Guinness Book of World Records for this one. Wow. It's never been done before. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and talking about in terms of like how to make money, it's like this has been an education for all of us in terms of like how to mm-hmm. take one marketing budget and amortize it over four projects and really mm. show an enormous profit and right. be able to do this independently. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I met with Kila Kylie on today, and, and his project sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm, I just signed an artist named Goldlink who's, who's going nuts on – like the real hipster crowd. He got a 7.9 on Pitchfork, which is really unusual really? for a rapper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have Crazy Bones' last album coming out Wow! Uh, mm. this year. Yeah, I'm very excited about that. I have a, I just signed Papoose from the New York, the King of New York. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just signed Sir Michael Rocks right. uh, from the mm-hmm. Cool Kids. Wow. Um, I, I'll have a Too Short album coming. I have a Cannabis album coming. Damn, uh, we probably release like 40 or 50 records a year. So we've got, you know, some, some really good, mm. strong stuff. And, you know, we control this lane where we represent about 10% of all the independent hip-hop sold. That That is awesome. That is awesome, awesome, awesome. Love well, it. Thank you. Now, what got you, because, I mean, hip-hop uh, soul sort of came along later in the game. When you started out, you weren't, were you you weren't always aligned with hip hop soul. How did that come about? You know, how did your love for hip hop come about, and what did you grow up liking? And you know, how did the evolution happen? Who were the first artists you worked for before you moved on to the rap? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I worked at a company called SEMA, which is no longer in existence, but right. it was a Capital's distribution company. It was an mm-hmm. acronym for Capital EMI Manhattan Angel. Right. Believe it or not, we did have rap there. We had MC Hammer, who we just talked about. We had Vanilla oh. Ice and a few others. I yes. Mean, we, mm-hmm. we, we had, uh, at that time, this was 1989, 1990, we mm. had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, oh, wow. Wilson Phillips, Hart, Bonnie Ray. I mean, it was mm-hmm. a real banner type of year. And uh, so, I, so I definitely had experience in other genres. Right. Um, 
there. But, but what I found was the major, similar to the artist, the major label system kind of held me down. Right. Uh, and didn't allow me to have the type of growth that I really wanted. Mm-hmm. So while I was working at SEMA Capital Records, I had befriended the owner of Priority Records. Right. Uh, and I worked with him, with his label, while I was at Capital. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, he saw my discontent and lured me over, and, and uh, I stayed there ever since. And I mean, we had, you know, we were the mecca of hip-hop from wow. Ice Cube, Dr. Dre, Easy e Master mm. P, Most Def, mm. Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg. I mean, it was everybody. Oh, just amazing. So, so mm-hmm. I, I was only outside of hip-hop for like a year and a half. I've literally made mm. my living in hip-hop for close to 25 years now. That's, that's amazing. And, you know, I don't uh, think there's many people. And and you think because you said vanilla ice, and you know what? You know, I know a lot of people chump that guy, but he's now got like this house thing that he does, doesn't he? Hasn't he got that? Who's it? Vanilla ice, doesn't he have that like uh, yeah. house thing where he like rehabs houses and he's making like a whole lot of money from it? I. I <laughs> I would love to hear that. I don't know that for sure, but that, that sounds like a good score for him. That, well, that's what I heard. I heard that he is rehabbing. He does those, you, you know, you've seen the reality sure. shows. Sure, I've rehabbed a couple houses. Sure, I've invested in that. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. That's great. Good for him. Apparently I, so. I <laughs> yeah. So now, what would you, because you have such a... Uh, ear and eye and you just know what what attracts you to an artist when you see an artist what attracts you to them and advice would you give to any of the young artists that are out there listening and they're good but they they want to take it another step what do they need to do and what are you looking for well, I think it's a, a total misconception as far as what we are looking for. Mm-hmm. I think even even like the first thing you said is you have a really good ear, and that's what you kind of look for. Right. The right. last thing I do is I look at the music, ironically. Okay. okay. I am looking at statistics. I am looking at your socials in particular. Okay. So I want to look at your YouTube page. I want to see a lot of views. I want to see a lot of comments. I'm going to go to your Twitter page. I'm going to see mm-hmm. how many followers you have. I can right. tell if they're real and if they're not. I'm going to tell how engaged your fans are. Right. You can go to your Facebook page or your IG page. Mm-hmm. Those are, are really, I mean, those are, if you've never released an album before, that's my first thing that I'm going to do. I'm going to take a look at the touring. I'm going to take a look at all of the peripheral things to see if there is some demand out there for product. Right. Mm-hmm. If there is, then I listen to the music. So I think a lot of other people probably play it backwards where they listen to the music. I look for demand. And I can, I can, you know, ideally see it in sound scan. If you've had a previous release, I can, I can see, you know, how big you are. Right. And mm-hmm. if, if you haven't had a record out, I'm going to look at every one of your social stats and I'm going to tear them apart to kind of figure out what's real, what's going on, mm-hmm. and are people interested in you and what you have to say. Right. The social is very important. Important. It's free, too. I it mean, is free. No artist. Mm-hmm. I hate when artists come to me and they say, I just need this push. You've got, I mean... The last five years, ten years, the business has been revolutionized. Right. Where artists now can have direct contact with the fans. That's exactly. Never for me. You'd have a fan club that was run by some president, and the mm-hmm. kid would sign everything. This is a real way to interact. I mean, you're in a position to, to do some stuff, and we're talking about branding. You're not just selling them music. Mm. You sell them your lifestyle. Exactly. And you can do this all through the socials. 
at a super cheap cost. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, do you look at, because I mean, I look at, say, my daughter, she's 15 years old, and she has mm-hmm. over, like, you go to her Instagram, and she's got over 3,000 followers, and she follows 100 and something. But I don't think that those followers, I think that with um, Instagram and Twitter, I don't think that the fans are as loyal. I, I believe there's more engagement, like there's more relationship on Facebook. Twitter is great for guys because it's just bang, bang, retweet. But but relationship building, because you, I guess you have more room to uh, comment and post. Uh, I, I, I personally agree with you, but professionally mm-hmm. disagree. I, w- I would say, I mean, in terms of, of those two, I'd rather see your Twitter be more active. Really? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I would. I'd really like to see your YouTube the most active. I want to really? see a lot of a mm-hmm. lot of views. If, if people are watching your video, they're likely to buy your album or buy right. your track. Right. So that, right. that's appealing to me. And it's not just the views. That, you know, if you had a million views and you had mm. six comments, it, it means that you didn't inspire someone. Music is supposed to evoke emotion. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to get controversy. I like it if I see negative comments or positive comments, right. just so long as you inspired someone to write and to, to, to give feedback and, right. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You, you evoked emotion, in other words. Yeah. Inter- interesting. Exactly. Interesting. So, you know, for all the, uh, you know, listeners who are indie artists, think about that. That's, that's really, really great information. You're looking at the stats. I mean, and, and of course, if they've got great stats. And now, also another thing, with regards to followers – some followers are worth more than others, correct? Absolutely. So with regards to followers, do you look at that too? Because someone might, someone might only have 300 followers, but their followers might have half a million people and those followers who retweet them. Uh, you know, have half a million followers. So yeah. they might not be so active, but the people that they are connected with are. Whereas you can have a lot of the kids and they're just like, oh, who likes Justin Bieber? Let's get on that. Because, that's, you know, I think a lot of my, my daughter's Instagram friends are um, – <clears throat> A lot of Bieber fans, because <laughs> sure, she's sure. 15. They love Bieber, you know. I mean, he's still a hit, you know. And, you know, Absolutely. I understand why. I, I, I think Bieber's great. I love him. In terms of you, you have certain Twitter or Facebook or any type mm-hmm. of social. We, we call them mavens, and they have the ability. You have some people that are just casual users of Facebook or Twitter, and they'll hit a like. But what you're looking for, ultimately, is a share and a comment, right? Right. And, and that, they, that just spreads virally. So yes, right. if you have the right people following you, mm-hmm. it, it's a, it's a really big difference, so, right. you know, versus just a, a real passive person. Mm, mm. And obviously, the more rabid the fans, the more likely they are to find your lifestyle as opposed to just one piece of your brand. Right, right. And and now, what do you say about the people that? have a lot of followers but it's really not for them it's based off another brand that as i said like my daughter i'm sorry what what has a lot of followers um say if someone has a lot of followers um on twitter or but most of it and i'm giving my daughter as an example again because this is what i know this is what i observe a lot of the teenagers it's not based of who they are but it's based off having a common interest in bieber as i said so it's not really based on anything that they are doing it's based 
based on another artist. Do you? It can be. And, and you know, should artists do that? Should they align themselves with uh, other fans of someone who might be similar? Absolutely. So you th- so Absolutely. that's so you think that that's I mean, a there's good, nothing. Mm-hmm. I just I, I lost out to an artist. His name is King Los, but he was kind of signed to Puffy's label, and right. and the fact that you have that type of endorsement or that type of look is going to get additional eyes on the project so so yeah it, I, I think it is important wow to have that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and so i i love this information because it's it's so needed a lot of people think yeah i'm just going to now what are the things that turn you off immediately what are no-nos that artists should should not do that that are a big red flag for you well, the way they approach me is is crucial. Mm-hmm. Um, I assume that's exactly what you're referring to. Is what what do they do to me that turns me off? Mm-hmm. If, if so, it's it's listen to my music. I'm not. I'm really not going to. Right. Um, I need I need a little bit of an introduction. Right. I need mm-hmm. I need to understand who you are before I'm going to just listen. To it. If I did that, I'm going to be just doing that all day. Exactly. So it, mm-hmm. it's really it's coming prepared and professional. I'm mm-hmm. independent. When you're an independent artist, you're part artist and you're part businessman, right? right? You have to, you have to play both roles. Mm -hmm. So if you, if you play just artist, I'm not interested. I mean, I worked with Master P who's not considered to be the best rapper in the world, Mm -hmm. but he Mm -hmm. was the best businessman in the world. And he was able to make hundreds of millions of dollars as a result. So I'm looking for someone who can work like that. Mm -hmm. So if you come to me unprofessional and say, Hey Brian, come check out my song. What do you think of it? Mm -hmm. I'm not interested. If you come and Mm -hmm. say, the reason I'm not doing well is lack of money. Mm. No one's come to something like that. I'm not interested. I want to see you do that yourself. I want right. to see you take the first two steps. I don't mm-hmm. care how hot your music is. If you can't take that first two steps, I'm not interested because mm-hmm. it's just not going to pay off in the long run for me. So it's mm-hmm. really coming professional. So if, if, you, if you have all the tools, hey, Brian, here's my video, here's my EPK, here's my stats, here's what's mm-hmm. going on. Wow, and here's you know I have a team around me, and here's my team. You might know some of my members. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. that's going to be a lot more appealing, especially if we have some uh, friends in common that, 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 like you said, endorse you. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. But if you're going to come at me just to like, hey, listen to this, you're going to go nowhere with anyone. You really need to make an impression, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and that first impression is crucial because you only get one chance to make it. Exactly. And uh, you know, I mean, I keep getting hit up by the same people. Listen to my stuff and. Mm. And uh, you know it's because no one helps me. And those, you know, those are things. Mm-hmm. Those are things that just absolutely you're written off. And isn't it a good idea? You know, because there's so many when you when people are asking you to, they don't know you, but they're asking you to listen, listen, listen. They're just wanting something from you. It's nice if someone shows you their who they are as a person, and if they're an engaging person who has insight and they can give to Bingo. you, then you're more yeah. likely to want to listen because you get to, because they're not just taking just to want someone to listen to your song and you don't know them that's really just taking because you're taking their time but if you engage in conversation and you share insights and you are 
genuine and honest and I think that a lot of people open up when 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 you do do that rather you than just give me give me give me connection you're at, yep, mm-hmm. absolutely right yeah yeah if you can make a personal connection you have something to offer back mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. that makes all the difference in the world right makes right. all the difference in the world Ex- exactly and, and, you know I mean the, yeah, and the best thing is, is like, like you said, make, in, engaging is important not just mm. in how you would approach someone like me, but more important, how you approach your fans. Yes. Don't just don't just constantly be selling them stuff. Mm. Engage mm. them and mm. and you know keep them interested and captivated and exactly and not like you're just a marketing machine. Mm. Mm. And and they do say a lot of the uh, Twitter. Um, I believe that there's an 80 20 rule where 80% tweak content. If you've got a lot of, uh, followers and friends that are into certain things or into social media or into a certain band, you might see an article, just tweet it, you know, it doesn't. And then people, oh man, you know, they're giving me good content, good information. (laughs) And and it doesn't have to be anything of yours. It can be something of someone else's. Retweet, you know, it doesn't hurt. It takes a second. Absolutely. Yeah. So it could just be something funny mm -hmm. that happened to you today or, Mm -hmm. or, or just something interesting, but it doesn't happen. But, but yeah, I mean, you, there's so many things that you can do besides just selling. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Uh, to, to be engaged, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So now I know you were, because I'm very curious about this for myself. I know you Uh-oh. were, <laughs> I know you were uh, involved with film and then you got away from it and now you're getting involved with it again. Now, do you want to tell me a little bit about that? Because I'm really curious, you know, just being that I'm like getting into web series and stuff. Sure, so. sure. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I wish I would have listened to the advice that I gave earlier where you really need to understand the finances before mm-hmm. you uh, <laughs> before you really jump both feet in. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we hired someone who, who we thought understood it well enough and you know, we had this great distribution arm and mechanism, and we thought that we would be in a great position to, to in addition to moving music, the next thing is is right. to distribute video. And uh, we picked up some great titles. Mm. Um, the, the, probably the best selling one was a title called Kill Hole, and had a theatrical release. It starred Chad Bozeman, who plays Jackie Robinson in 42, and he's going to play James Brown in the biography coming mm. up. And Billy Zane from uh, Titanic, as well oh, as yeah. a number of other people. Mm-hmm. But the reality was, it was so difficult to make money in that space mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that we had to sh- shutter the division. Um, mm-hmm. Now we've revamped our business model mm-hmm. so that we can be profitable. Unfortunately, you know, we didn't learn it in school; we learned it in practice, where we actually right. burned a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we've redesigned and retooled our philosophy, mm-hmm. and uh, we can now be profitable in the space. It's just a, a, a little variation. So instead of selling a lot of DVDs and going to movie theaters, we're going to be more interested in selling to the rent tailors, like in particular Redbox. They right. sell a few blockbusters left mm-hmm. in the family mm-hmm. video, right. as well as uh, selling to TV. Right. So you, that that movie I said right now, Kill Hole, is mm-hmm. we sold it to H to Showtime and it's airing as we speak. Wow! Um, so those mm-hmm. are the revenue streams that we're interested in chasing and acquiring rights to. Mm, that's interesting. So it's mm-hmm. yeah, it's a big change, and and like I said, it's really just a financial change more than anything else, and uh, right. better, smarter business for us. It allows us to make money. 
Mm, mm. And it's all uh, related. So when you acquire these videos they've, or these these movies, they've already been done. Someone's already financed them and they're sitting there. And oh, they, yeah. So, so someone's done something with them and they're like, they're basically stalled and you see an uh, opportunity. Is, is that how exactly. it works? That's exactly what it is. That's mm-hmm. exactly how it is. So the films that, that would typically go to me, the major studios pass on. Right. There's still viability in the marketplace potentially right. for these mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have to, you know, these guys have spent a few million dollars shooting these, these movies and they need to put, they need to find some type of release vehicle for it so we can help them with that. Right. You know, the finances, they get crushed in them if they can't mm. get picked up by the majors because, you know, we're paying pennies on the dollar and we can't even necessarily profit off of those either. So, right. mm-hmm. but that's exactly it. So the major, the major studios pass. These guys are circling for a deal and trying mm. to get some type of DVD distribution, get to right. Redbox and get on television. And, you know, we compete and we bid against other studios mm-hmm. uh, for those projects. Right. Wow, you know, and and yeah. when you get Redbox, because Redbox is so huge, they're you know everywhere. I'm um, because they're yeah. so much better. It's only a dollar, a dollar something compared to Comcast. That's five dollars. <laughs> you know, so hey, you're going to rent two movies for the night, two dollars versus ten dollars. I mean, it's a no-brainer. <laughs> easy choice. Easy yeah. choice. Yeah, easy, easy choice. Um, and now, and that, what about Netflix? Do you is it is it also a deal with them? And um, and yeah, what, we, we, I think we, yeah, we, mm-hmm. you know, it depends on the situation because. With your digital distribution on movies, there's a lot of additional costs that you have to incur. So you have right. to determine if your movie validates that. So, for example, if you want to get it digitally or have it available digitally, like on Netflix.com, mm-hmm. you uh, have to have it closed captioned as one example, and that could cost you, you know, two to ten thousand dollars or whatever. But mm-hmm. There'll be some additional costs. So it's a case by case basis. If the movie merits Netflix, yeah, we're going to go hard after Netflix. And if not, we're going to say, "Hey, this this is the only uh, places we're going to we're going to look to distribute it." Right. Wow. That's that's really really interesting. And now, as technology changes, more and more movies are going to be available by subscription. So, and that that's the way Absolutely. that that industry is headed. Probably five years down the track, there will be no red box or there won't be a red box on the street. Everyone's going to be accessing via uh, something you know, that's streaming. I, I still, I still think that there, I still, I still believe that there's going to be a use for physical goods, right. whether they're CDs uh-huh. or, or DVDs, but, Probably. but it, it'll be, it'll be substantially scaled back. Right. Because, because there'll be a lot of subscription, a lot of subscription a lot services. Of, I mean, that's what you're seeing definitely with the yeah. music business right now. Yeah. I think Spotify just mm-hmm. hit a major threshold and, you know, Beats is, Beats Music is still doing its thing too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> the streaming, you know, the, mm-hmm. and, and it, you know, for those independent artists, you better understand how those economics work on the stream because it's very different than on the download or the physical sale. And if you don't understand exactly. mm-hmm. that, you're in trouble. It's, you, it's it's nothing you don't get to talk to your fans. <laughs> yeah. You can point them to where you want them to be. Do you want them to download it on iTunes right. or do you prefer them to to, mm-hmm. to stream your album on Spotify? Right. And right. and as an artist, you can kind of help motivate your fans to choose which one mm. you want. If you don't understand the finances behind them, you may make an enormously wrong decision. And just to give you an idea, you are uh pre-distribution fee, you are splitting about 
you know, a third of a penny if you're lucky on exactly. a stream. Yeah. And mm-hmm. on a download, um, pre-distribution fee, you're making 99 cents. Mm. So it's a 270-time difference in right. terms of profitability and revenue. So that's why it's so important to understand that and how every dot is connected. Mm. You can motivate your fans to go to the right spots to maximize your situation. Oh, yeah. that's it, It's just amazing. I don't know if you met uh, Lorena Major, who um, rock history girl, who I met at IES last year, and she does oh, a cool. yeah, and she she does a little segment on my show every week, and she is a royalties analyst, and she did the breakdown for us one time, and I was floored yeah. at at what. I mean. Uh, the streaming is <laughs> put in nothing. Yeah. Like it was like nothing. millions nothing. of downloads. And, yeah, they're yeah. all because it's a twenty percent increase. So it's now point oh oh three five. Right. And some territories, you know, might be a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. But you're you're talking slicing a penny a million different ways. Right. And you know, and and these I, artists just don't know. They think they think mm-hmm. Beats by Dre. That's Doctor Dre. We get, you know that sounds good to me. It, right. You know, like I said, you just have to understand what you're doing. Mm, exactly. Exactly. And and also, uh, sometimes it's worth having your things listened to for free if you're branding yourself and you want those things out there. You know, like I know a lot of the subscription services uh, that, uh, sounds like, and so they might like another yeah. artist. And, you know, so, so you're exposed to people that uh, are fans of another artist that's similar, you yeah. know. And, and the developing artist that's unsigned, yeah, I mean, you hope on Spotify that you get mm-hmm. discovered because you sound like Eminem or you sound like, uh, Justin Bieber, you right. sound like someone, that, and it puts mm-hmm. you towards that. You, oh my God, I love artist ABC, and now I'm a fan. Right. I mean, that's really mm-hmm. what you're hoping for from like a, a Spotify or a beat. Wow, wow, that's that's really really amazing. So. Uh, yeah, I, I, I love the conversation. I also uh, did want to make mention because uh, there is a difference with Pandora and Spotify uh, streaming in comparison to, you know, a lot of indie stations that are not making all this money. So you know, I know they had a lot of that uproar in Congress about yep. uh, how much, but one thing is for certain, there needs to be different tiers on the streaming because you can't expect someone like uh, Spotify and Pandora uh, to be paying, that they should pay more than internet stations that basically people are doing it for the love and they're not a lot of artists won't even have a chance to be exposed if they go away whereas the pandora and spotify they're monsters and they're really almost they're really like a almost like a, a like a podcast they're not really in the true sense of a word, an internet station, even though you they, they're called an internet radio station, I do, they don't have talk. They're just um, right. There's no. It's, it's a different thing, and, and yeah, and very different between Spotify and, and mm-hmm. Pandora. Right. That Spotify, you really get to pick what you want, and Pandora right. recommends a lot. Right. And also, you know, where you get paid, you get paid your Pandora from Sound Exchange. Mm-hmm. You get paid your Spotify from your distributor or your aggregator. Right. Bye, bye. Um, but yeah, I mean, 
there's you know you got to look at all these things yeah and and there has to be and you know if congress make any decisions you can't hold everything that's streamed online to the same price there have to be different tiers i really believe that that's the way to look at it different tiers <laughs> otherwise well for you independent artists they basically have done that as they've worked out deals mm-hmm. with the major labels and mm-hmm. given them equity positions within spotify so right. so in effect there are different tiers, mm-hmm. and the majors have really taken advantage of that. And, and uh, you know, I mean, I know that's a big, I don't know if you're familiar with A2IM, but they are mm-hmm. the, uh, like, a lobbyist group for independent labels, and I know that's a big uh, concern for them as well. Really? Wow. That's yeah. that's amazing. That's a, that's another panel I have to have because <laughs> these yeah, panels sure. are great. You know, I love having panels on this. I've, I've done a few of them and had quite a few people involved and they've been great. I did a great one on copyright and we were talking oh, about cool. putting it out there with regards to your artists. When you bring the musicians in, if you've bought a musician who uh, – and do you sign musicians at all? No. You just I mean, signed really, it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean, I'm really about, I mean, I, I've done obviously R&B with Jill Scott and uh-huh. Rob Wilson Beak and stuff like that. But for the most part, I'm I'm in the rap, the hip hop game. Right, right, right. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's a lot of, you know, synthesized beats and right. stuff like that. Exactly. And, and exactly. a rapper. Exactly, but with but with regards to with musicians and the royalties, there were musicians that they were hired for their sound and they weren't just doing a, a job that everyone else would do and these songs became big hits and they only did a studio yep. session that's all they got paid and really there should be they should have been given points because they also you know maybe the studio session and a couple of points you know um i, I think it's whatever you negotiate if you yeah. ask for that and Fine, and if you don't, mm. you know, I, th- I think everyone should have the ability to negotiate. And if you go into somebody's studio and you don't do the negotiating and just do right. your beat, you do whatever you do, the odds are you will get screwed. Yeah. <laughs> um, if, you know, I mean, to be honest with you, for my artists, I recommend that they use a work for hire so that they don't right. have to pay for right. things. Right. But if I were an artist that was on there, I would fight my ass off to get paid and get those right. points and get my publishing. Exactly. But, you know, exactly. it's, it's up to the artist to really negotiate that out mm. and between the two of them. Mm. and come to uh, some type of fair term. Wow. So what other – so you've got these artists that are coming up. We've got Tech Tech Nine coming up. We've got Killer, Kylian, uh, Goldlink, uh, Sir Michael Rocks, because these are the tracks that I'm going to play when we when we oh, uh, finish the. I'm going to play all of them for you. I'm going to do a big oh, four song set. You. Yeah, because <laughs> I, you know, I have Wonderful. to do that for you. But what do you have events? Does your record company have an event where you invite artists to come and interact with the company? Do you have any open house events, or do you? Just no, no? But, but I do do this. I do a lot of philanthropic type of things. So I'll be right. like a, ju- a celebrity judge. Uh-huh. There's something called the Lamb Jam. Yes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> right. I'll do the finals for the urban side. I think that's in October. Right. Um, I'm very active on the guest lecture circuit, whether that's at colleges like UCLA, where uh-huh. I where I came from, as well as MI Musicians Institute and, and other places as well, and panels and. Mm-hmm. Um, just I did Urban Network work last week, so I'm I'm at the conventions or IES in August, and that's where you know if you want to interact with me publicly, that that's mm-hmm. really it. It's not that I'm going to have an 
open house at, at RBC Records and everyone comes down. But I, I'm definitely out and about mm-hmm. and encourage, you know, people to come up and, and talk. Yeah. Do you like I the little collage <laughs> put up of you with the... <laughs> There was, a, there was a little collage I put together. I went and put a Paris, a Katie, <laughs> a, a, a Kendrick, and Snoop. I love the one. Snoop was my favorite. I had to hide the fingers, though. <laughs> I'm so, you know, because the fingers, I, I was putting it on my post, so I just, like, cut off the fingers so they couldn't see oh, what you were funny. doing. But, yeah, I put a little – I love my little collages, so, you know, just so they could have a preview of uh, who you hang with. Brian That's is great. the man, everyone. So what I want to do, because we're uh, coming to the end of the interview, first I want to say what a pleasure and a privilege it is to have you on, and I want to thank oh, you so much for your time. And I have to say, what's Snoop like as a friend? <laughs> <laughs> I love Snoop. He is actually I'm really close with. I used to, especially be, be 10, 15 years ago, very close with him and his wife, Shantae. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He is the nicest, funniest guy you oh will God. ever meet. Oh, he, he just seems He's it. a character of himself. He's oh. serious. He's funny. He's he's high all the time. And there's there's no way you can't have fun with the guy. He, he's just, like, infectious that way. Oh, Unless, he's... of course, he's asleep or in a bad mood. Oh, really? But 90% of the time, he's... He's just like the, the most fun guy to hang out with. He's so Watch cool. Watch games with him and, and all that. Stuff. He's just and his so life cool. is wonderful too. Stronger. Yeah. His vibe is just like, hey, I'm like cruising. You know? Well, and he's yeah. yelled at me a few times. He's not really? always like that. He's, he's given me hell a few times. Oh, look, he's, he's very driven. 90% of the time, mm-hmm. 90% of the time, he's that cool. Wow. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Looking yeah. at you through yeah. stoned eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he's probably he's probably even more perceptive with those stoned eyes, you know. In it, <laughs> well, he, he, used to, he used to have a guy that we that he hired. His name was Chopper, and his entire job was to roll weed. So oh my god! Stomach. Oh wow! So, yeah. <laughs> Oh, jeez. But he is, he is really cool. And, oh, he's I unbelievably mean, great. Mm, mm, unbelievably I, I just love that. Great, nice, smart, uh-huh. funny. Oh yeah, he he'd be super intelligent. He he is su- you can just tell. He's he's on the ball. Yeah. He he can probably assess a person in a second. You know, he's, oh, he's great. What a phenomenal guy. I love those photos and I love the little collage I put together. You're welcome to use it. Yeah, that was great. Thank you for doing that. I'm sure you want to do that. <laughs> so, so you know, welcome to use it. Though your photo is so, you know, I just uh, put it together for fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, as I said, I did want to say thank you so much for coming on, uh, for for giving us information, knowledge, and I know I've got a lot of people who are listening in that are indie artists that don't know what to do, and it's really great that you're giving them the knowledge. It's something for them to think about. What you said were key factors in what they need to do in order to get to the next level, especially with social media. It's part of your job these days. It's not something that you can just hand off. It's you, You've got to interact with your fans, not someone else. I do want to say, I always notice when artists have someone else working for them, doing the social media, It's it seems almost removed, disingenu- disingenuous. Can you can hire good people, and I guarantee you there's a lot of people you think that are doing their own that aren't. Really? Um, oh, absolutely. But there's no question. To keep it real and genuine, mm. you want to do it yourself, 
However, you do need some guidance, and you do need to listen to some people about what to post, the content, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But you want it to be in your own words and your own delivery. Bye. But you need to interact well. You can't just be on one track. You got to listen to people and say, you know, have some type of rapport and, mm-hmm. and engagement. Mm-hmm. That's that's interesting. So there are you know more people than we know that use these uh, social media. Um, Absolutely, almost like a personal. But a lot assistant. of them do it. Them, they all do it themselves, but they might have some supplementation. Right. Right. right, so they might have they might hire someone to do some posts for them, but they are definitely doing a lot of the posts themselves. Almost oh, that's every good. artist. That that is that is awesome mm-hmm. because you want that authenticity. You know, the authenticity Absolutely. counts, and I think I think that if you didn't do some of it yourself, it would be very obvious. As long Billy as the- vanilla. Yes, we could do the lip syncing again. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's what it is. Exactly. Exactly. So. As I said once again, now I'm the third time saying goodbye. (laughs) So just want to say thank you. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to play three of your artists, and that is Tech Nine with Fragile featuring Kendrick Lamar, Mayday, and Kendall Morgan. And then we're going to play Killer Kyleon. Is that how I say it? Killer Kyleon? Well, with your accent, sure. Yeah, you got it. I can get away. I can get away with it. And and that's yeah, you're the only Australian that's probably said his name. Yeah, and that that's my city featuring Kirko Bangs, Kirko Bangs, and Th- Slim Thug, and then Gold Link with I I produced by Fingerlick. And uh, I think of Kentucky when I look at finger lick. Finger licking good. And then, <laughs> yeah. And then we have Sir Michael Rocks with Memo. So these are the four tracks we're going to play. So once again, Brian, I just want to say thank you. It's been a pleasure and a privilege. And, you know, I'm, I'm connected with you anyway on social media. And, you oh. know, I have this archive. So I just, I, I'm just so thankful that. Oh, I really appreciate you having me mm-hmm. on, Elisa. Mm-hmm. That was really kind, and I love doing the show. You're a wonderful person. Oh, thank you. Wish you all the success in the world. Come on again just before the IAS because you're like one of the big honorees, you know. <laughs> and, <laughs> I'd and, love to do it. Just yeah, let me know when. Yeah, a- absolutely. And as I said, I just feel very fortunate having, you know, being connected with people like you, with Jay, with, you know, all the amazing people that are in my life that give me advice, that see my passion. You know, I don't do everything right. I, I make mistakes, but they see that I'm authentic and they see my passion and believe in what I'm doing. So if I can make a difference or positivity in in anyone's world, that's what I want to do. I want to make a difference, you know. So, well, it sounds like you are, you without know, a doubt. Yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> that's all I can do. So, yeah. So in any case, I will talk to you really soon. I'm really excited about the web series launch too coming up at the end of June. So, but you bet I'll keep you informed with all of that it's uh please fun 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 exciting if people want to get in contact with you how do they get in contact with you um there you could go to my website Mm -hmm. and uh you could there's a general contact us type of thing right you can also i I definitely look at my facebook the the Mm -hmm. website you're gonna probably just get uh one of my guys that might might reply to you so if you really want to get in touch with me personally i would say uh you know, hit me up on Facebook would probably be the best. Right, 
Right, because you're the Facebook Facebook person, and I do like Facebook. So. <laughs> right, well, just like you, we're the Facebook people. We are the Facebook people. I'm trying to get with the Instagram. I'm trying to get with the Twitter. <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm, I'm, I've actually um, grown a lot in the last month with both of those. Oh, so, great. Yes. See, there you are. Yes, um, yes um, you know, because I have to, you know, but I, I've actually been doing more of it for, for the web series for myself. But, <laughs> hey, you know, I'm, you I'm spreading potency, myself. You see the potency and you're yeah. doing the right things to yeah. promote that. Yeah, I'm, I'm spreading myself thin. I've got a few things. <laughs> but, you know, I've got to put my hands in all of them, you know. So, oh, well, it's what we do. Trying to build a buzz before we actually release. So building up those fans and Market. just getting people to... Uh, come on board so everyone don't forget singledom series bit of a plug there but <laughs> but any case <laughs> sit back relax and enjoy these are brian shafton's four artists and he has a lot a lot a lot of artists but we don't have time for all of them tonight so we're giving you four <laughs> so Wonderful. yes so here we go thank you au revoir and i will speak to you soon brian au everyone au sit back relax au and au enjoy thank you guys The Delphia Show, a little bit of Melvin and a touch of Philly. The Melvin Delphia Show. The Melvin Delphia Show, a little bit of Melvin and a touch of Philly. The Melvin Delphia Brian's artist, I just had to get in there, go to his record company or hit him up on Facebook. Brian Shafton, he's connected to me, so you can go through my friends and you'll find him, I guess. So, um, yeah, here we go. 
Enjoy. <laughs> Thank you, guys. See Enjoy. you, Brian.